we are recording this a second time because we went over but whatever we're, we're just gonna Nicotine. Nicotine. <laughs> and we have a song stuck in our head so yeah that's where we are off which oh god yeah so we uh so my name is arbella hi my name is nyala <laughs> it's nicole, nicole. <laughs> <laughs> um and um so we decide we are best friends bffs mm-hmm. bffrs i don't know what the r is but the point is uh nicole and i have been friends since we were what like but, but, seven seven butt buddies <laughs> <laughs> we used to just bonk our butts together <laughs> yeah so anyway uh we uh did we we played with skip it's do you guys remember fucking skip it skip it's or and uh, where you yes, put the thing on yes. your ankle. Oh, I remember that. That was a death trap. I lived in fucking uh, <laughs> Europe for like seven years of my childhood, and I missed Let's so many it. weird ass toys that Crazy. the '90s and 2000s brought. That I, it was absurd. Like I came back and I was Seriously. like, "What the fuck?" But this thing was like plastic, and like now they make them a bit safer with like string. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's safer, but like, and that that thing used to light up. Let's see. Oh my god, they're still selling. I think they're selling on Amazon. Uh-huh. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. We should get it. it today. Uh we also used to we used to fuck with Heelys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Those were death traps. Yes. Are you kidding me? I know. But I mean, if you know how to use them, I feel like they're good for adults, honestly. Get around. It's yeah, kind of like Yeah, but like <laughs> if you're like in a area with like gravel and like mm-hmm. rocks, even the tiniest rock, yeah. you will fall off. That's so All true. 50 feet in the air mm-hmm. and kill yourself. <laughs> Just a little bit of, I guess, background of what we do in, in IRL, do do? in the real world. What do we do? Uh, so I just graduated college. <laughs> I mean, I said that's <laughs> college, <laughs> if you've heard of it. <laughs> and um, I, I study journalism. Uh, I'm now doing freelance stuff here and there. Uh Sweet. And, uh, yeah, I want to, you know, do be a journalist. I want to, you know, write more. I want to eventually be an editor. Um, so then, and right now even I'm pretty busy with like balancing a lot of stuff and I have a blog as well, which I will link. And Nicole, what are you doing in IRL? Um, in IRL, I have a gold medal in stuffing marshmallows up my butt. <laughs> oh, no, no, my butt. I was going to say my butt. <laughs> You're like Michael Scott. Like sometimes I just say things and then I just let it happen. Like whatever that I fucking quote is. Belly button, but my mind went. To- <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, what okay, do you? Okay, what do you, all right. What do you right, do? Right. What do you do? I collect ants. Nicole, <laughs> all right. I like um. I really enjoy like writing films, like short films. At the moment, well, I like writing stories and then like. I like making films. Mm-hmm. It's like my my thing. I like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and you just you just made one. Yeah, I just made a film. Um, it's called Lola. We're in post production right now, but probably in later podcasts we'll like plug it, plug, plug it, it in, plug, plug it, it in, and uh, let you know when we release it. Let's plug. Yeah, when we release it. <laughs> um, we're gonna start by kind of talking about a, a movie. Uh, we might change that eventually if we feel like it. But right now, I feel like. 
we want to start with something a little more more lighthearted. So mm-hmm. talking about mainly old movies we like. Uh, we're now kind of really into uh, chick flicks and talking about kind of like different Quotes, chick, chick flicks, flicks, quote unquote chick flicks, um, because they're very interesting, honestly, because yeah. um, I don't know, because, you know, they're made their movies made for women. But then, you know, they're kind of stigmatized. And yes. I don't know, misrepresented. It's definitely like romanticized, but like. What we were saying is like a lot of the well-known chick flicks were like made in the early 2000s and a lot of them were written or directed by men. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's the very male gaze mm-hmm. and like women are like viewing that and stuff. But there are some like really good. Uh, oh, yeah. Quote unquote chick flicks or like romantic comedies. Yeah, I think we should just call them that. Yeah, romantic like, comedies. That's what they are. Yeah. And like. Or even a Lifetime movie. Like, some of them are just fun. You I know, know, they're fun like, to yeah, watch. They you, might not be, like, thematically Oscar or, or anything. Yeah, but they're fun. We'll then lead into other things. Basically, uh, something about, cult, like, culture or social issues. Um, and then we'll plug in, like, maybe some news stories we've been reading or some th- mm-hmm. things we've been seeing on social media and how it... And usually it'll kind of tie into... Uh, a certain theme um it'll be a lot of feminism a little bit of politics a little intersectional feminism yeah and a lot of pop culture stuff and a lot of just cool analysis as well as as well as our personal experiences Mm -hmm. um which i think is very powerful like storytelling why storytelling is very important um showing different perspectives and all that and eventually we, w- we would like to bring on other people as interviews to show different perspectives, sh- ask their opinion. Because, you know, sometimes there's just things in pop culture where you're like, I don't feel like I'm in the position to really uh, exact like have a certain opinion about it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like somebody else from a different background might have like a, a more meaningful opinion kind of because, mm-hmm. you know, certain movies are made for certain people or I don't know. Or actual experience. Yeah. That we haven't experienced. Um, yeah. But if you guys are interested in... Uh, talking on our podcast and like sharing your story let us know let us know if there's a movie you want to talk about is there some kind of issue you want to talk about we're pretty open i think we'll eventually start narrowing things down but right now we just kind of want to keep it all open but we will be starting with talking about movies so what are we talking about drum roll drum roll oh god um boy oh boy Sorry, I'm so late on this. What are we talking about? We are talking about the movie. <gasps> Rumor has it. Crickets. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I feel what like film is that? I feel like nobody knows what this movie is or maybe maybe they do. I don't know. I certainly did not when I discovered it. So, a while It's com- on Netflix. It just is. Just to let you guys know. So, if you are a Netflix user, look it up before they take it off. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the movies that's just going to cut yeah. for or even something else if you don't want to watch it because like i totally understand because it's really not that you're great. not losing anything Just look at the trailer but um our mm-hmm. is gonna give mm-hmm. you guys a little bit of a backstory like what the, the, the what premise it's about. yeah this plot so it has jennifer aniston and mark ruffalo is the main actors as well as kevin cosner that's the name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um some other actors it was directed by rob reiner which is super random because he's like the guy from all in the family uh the son from all in the family he's very he's also uh, the dad in new girl new girl yeah so he's 
he's and he's very known to be very i don't know progressive at least for his age from uh-huh. what i've seen from his posts and stuff uh so it's interesting that he's it's, a director yeah it's like random to me but maybe he is a well-known director yeah know. who knows i really yeah. don't all i know is he was michael from all in the family and mm-hmm. he yeah anyway any all in the family fans let me know how much you love that show because it was ridiculously funny um so and it was the screenplay was written by ted griffin so like you mentioned nicole written by a man it's definitely through the male gaze it's i don't know if it's trying to be funny or a romance or a i don't know what it's trying to do it was made in 2005 and it does not it cannot pick a tone so the premise of the movie is that jennifer aniston's character finds out essentially that there was this guy um that her mother knew who slept with uh her mother uh, in high school and also slept with her grandmother <gasps> yeah so <laughs> and so she finds out about all this basically when she goes back home pasadena in california to her sister's to wedding. Her, her sister's wedding oh. and she has these anxieties about her family um, oh, and her mother has passed away, so we don't see her. But uh, she has these anxieties about her family where she's just like curious about their past. So she's like, oh, like, I don't really fit in with them. I don't feel comfortable with them. I hate coming back to Pasadena. So your basic white people problems like, mm-hmm. OK, what is the issue here? But then we find out when Jennifer Aniston has a a, a, a conversation with her grandmother, uh, played by Shirley MacLaine, uh, that... This guy, whose name is Bo Burrows in Pasadena, actually slept with Jennifer Aniston's mom and actually even slept with her a week before her wedding with Jennifer Aniston's father. And this creates a whole thing like, (gasps) maybe he's my dad. Okay, so that's very like classic. That's done in a lot of films. And I was like, okay whatever and so we then also eventually find out that he also slept with the mom like the grandmother so try and keep up with this but it's just fucking stupid read the summary if you get too confused and then at one point as jennifer aniston's in pasadena figuring all this out through her grandmother through her mom's old friend through like looking through yearbooks uh she also realizes that another person that her mother grew up with was a person who wrote a little movie called the graduate so and then she finds out basically that her that this guy that her mom ran off with and also had sex with her had a fling with her grandmother before her mom is the the person inspiration the inspiration for for the graduate book yeah yeah so this movie rumor has it has like like sh- a couple shots of the film, you know, of the of the graduate. I, don't know got the right I don't do know. That. I, that's so weird to me. That's the number one question I had is like, how did they get the? How did they think this was like a good representation of the graduate? So I think so. It's so interesting if you take out the graduate, like the whole backstory of that. You're just like, what? This is such a weird movie. Oh, and, definitely. And you'll understand. But it gets weirder. It gets weirder. Um, just wait, folks. So whatever. At the you know wedding rehearsal or whatever, she finds all of this out. She has a revelation and she's like, oh, my God, maybe this guy that my mom ran off with um, is actually my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that compels her. Compels her to go to, to San Francisco yeah. to find him, to find this mysterious Bo Burrows who fucked half her family. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was <laughs> vulgar. Uh, who, who had sex with her grandmother and her mother. Um, 
Which they don't even address how weird that is from the beginning until like maybe towards the end of the movie. Yeah, they I don't try know. to normalize it, which I just think is so problematic. But we could talk about that after. So yeah, what yeah. happens next? So basically, um, I will tell you what happens next. She finds him. She talks to him. And he tells her basically, yes, I did have relations with your mother. Uh, I had sex with her and I did have sex with her a week before her wedding with your father because she was having like second thoughts or whatever and like um jennifer anderson's like oh my god blah 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 blah. you might be my dad and she and he um the guy played by kevin cosner uh is like no i'm not because i'm sterile (laughs) and the reason why is just like funny i don't know maybe i'm insensitive but it's it's just like just like with the film though because the film they try to make it so dramatic Mm -hmm. and stuff so like they, he says that he's sterile because of like a football accident or something like he that. Got, like he, playing he, football in high school. Yeah, he like got kicked in the nuts. So yeah. he's like, he's like, yeah, there's no way. There's yeah, no way. It's not like, I don't know. So we're supposed to completely just like mm-hmm. believe that. And it is true, but I don't know. It's just very like, I don't know. So it's just like so funny because it's like, are we supposed to like sympathize with him? Or, I don't like, know. Can we laugh at this? The, the, the movie doesn't know what the hell they want to do with tone exactly, like they're like but- oh it's funny oh it's quirky oh it's uh, whatever so basically jennifer aniston uh realizes that he's not her father so she um uh gets upset that she finds out that oh there's no big like secret here that he's her dad and she kind of has a breakdown in front of him and he says okay well let me like cheer you up like we can talk about your mom we can like <laughs> hang out like you know um let's just hang out in San Francisco for a night. And so they hang out and then the night goes on and you might have guessed it by now. Ooh, they have sex. <laughs> they are at, at one point, they go to a bar, uh, they are drinking and they are talking and then they start kissing and then they cut to her waking up in his bed. <sighs> so that's so like the big dramatic thing. Yeah, But it's, it's like funny. It's like supposed, are we supposed to laugh? Like, Oh, he he had sex with her mom. Yep. He had sex with her grandmother. Oh, it's three times in a row. Like three, yeah, three, three I generations. Just, oh. I just imagine like... <laughs> I just imagine like a bro just sitting on the couch watching this movie be like, oh, three for three, man, or something. That's, like, no, that's seriously like <laughs> what I was saying. I was like, like through like the male gaze and like uh toxic masculinity and everything this is probably such an amazing accomplishment to some men like damn that dude yes three generations of women yeah yeah and that's why i say it was like obviously it was written through a man it was written for like the male gaze it was written for them what it's about and it's like it but it's weird and they also i think another thing is they try to normalize it uh casting uh kevin costner, kevin costner yeah as Bo burrows yeah because like i guess he's trying to he's he's seen as like i guess in this film he's seen as like the simple man and like a I silver guess fox yeah yeah well he's like the cool guy kind of but exactly. like exactly and like so she has sex and she sort of like regrets it but at first you can't tell really yeah but you're like she also like makes an excuse saying oh it was the alcohol and then like yeah both saying like that makes it worse yeah Yeah, that makes it worse and then meanwhile okay another casting problem since you touched on that Mm -hmm. why did they cast freaking mark ruffalo the fucking sweetheart of the 90s are you fucking kidding me like in my opinion i i 
you know it's just like we are not sympathizing for this chick at all right now we're just kind of like what the fuck did you just Mm -hmm. do it's not her fault though that's how the character was written oh yeah but like but it's just so weird i'm like just a couple hours ago you thought this was your dad just a couple hours ago yeah so like now this makes it okay uh, i don't know and so and then he like i don't know like did you say he said he like tells her that he like loves her yeah he like but he's literally just like trying to take trying to just he just uses women i think i think what they're trying to get uh, across is like he just uses women for kind of sex but also for like emotional escapades like oh like like, i'm just gonna like take a ride in your life and whatever like i'm gonna just do that and whatever um because that's what he did seems like what he did to her mom and her his grandma her grandma his grandma oh my god (laughs) oh it's not (laughs) that fucked up (laughs) anyway so meanwhile mark ruffalo is back in new york where they live Mm -hmm. and he's worrying because she's not answering her phone (laughs) and so he fucking comes back to uh san francisco because he knows she's there she somehow finds him yeah and she flies all the way over and she basically he basically catches her and they act uh because she's like at this um party kissing kissing him and he sees him and i'm just like oh my god and he like essentially breaks up with her and at this point again still not sympathizing for her i'm just like you're an idiot you have a are going through a midlife crisis you could have just freaking gotten a tattoo on your butt at the end she's just like no i do want to get married i do want to get married i made a mistake it's like okay well it's kind of like she realizes through fucking bo burrows and she's like okay i want to be with mark ruffalo but like like, i made a mistake i get what they're trying to say is like okay like you know her mom she had that one last night with a guy who was like dangerous and weird not weird like uh, the cool guy and then she went back to her safe life and she was happy or whatever but uh why wouldn't the, why couldn't they just make jennifer anderson just like have sex with a, a, a different guy or something that would have yeah. still been bad a, a lame storyline yeah but just make it would have been a quick story though after yeah it's like okay you're not my dad bo burrows i'm gonna leave yeah. you know that's what she should have done but you know they want to create some drama anyway so long story short mark ruffalo takes her back uh, it ends on a really cringy line, which is like, he, she begs him to take him back, and then he's like, "Okay, but on one condition, Boboros. If we have a daughter, Boboros can't come anywhere close to her." And then she's like, "I'm the last one, I swear!" And it ends credits. I'm like, "Ew!" It's like that's the movie like <laughs> acknowledging like, "Yeah, we know this is kind of fucked up," but okay. it makes you wonder, um, what if the roles were reversed? You know, what if the 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 woman was the one who was the older person and the man or no i'm sorry what am i saying if the woman was like uh the old she would be considered a cougar yeah absolutely cougar slept with the grandfather the father the son yeah it makes you Um, yeah that wouldn't be i don't think that would movie would ever get like no like yeah first she would be called a cougar and I feel like, well, with this story, with rumor has it, with the uh, man being the one fucking every generation, it's, like, not even talked about. It's, like, shoved under the mat, the rug, the carpet, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, if it was reversed, I feel like everyone would find out. Yeah. They would, like, slut shame her, call mm-hmm. her a home wrecker. Oh, yeah, of they, some sort. Oh, yeah. yeah. They would just, exactly. like, make her life, like, a living hell for, like, like the decisions she made and it's but, just like yeah and with him he doesn't really face any consequences oh my gosh, no but i mean he doesn't win i wish mark ruffalo like punched him in the face or something it's like, like you fucked he, my 
yeah. soon to be wife. Like but we were talking about this. He doesn't win in in the end though. Yeah. Like maybe he won. Like oh, I fucked everyone, but it's just. But like at he, the end, I do like he's that still they still alone. They leave it on a sad note because she basically is like he comes. Uh, he ends up coming. She he ends up coming to her at the Pasadena house and kind of like asking for her back sort of. And then he, she I don't remember what happens, but it ends on like a sad note for him where it's just like, yeah, you're just kind of sad and pathetic. So I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. But honestly, I think she's kind of sad and pathetic and doesn't. I, her character is just not likable at all. And um, it's interesting. She's trying to find trouble in the wrong place. Yep. Not fun trouble. So that's like our take on Rumor Has It. Yep. Go watch it if you want. Again, it's just like a really stupid. It's I'm really shocked it's not a comedy. But it's just like one of those films where it's just like. it's. I don't even God. know if it's fun to watch. But it's like yeah. one of those films where you can't believe how ridiculous it is. Next topic. Next topic. Is are you gonna do it again? She's gonna do it again. Damn, it's fashion, fashion, ah. fashion. So I believe. Fashion. Oh my god. <laughs> so I believe. <laughs> oh my god. So I believe uh, it's um, London Fashion Week. Yeah, it's London happening. Fashion Week now. Last week was New York Fashion Week. Yeah. So we figured fashion is a good uh, cultural-ish topic to talk about, but we're gonna talk about it also in terms of. Um, our bodies and kind of how our bodies interact with the world around us mm-hmm. through clothes. Cause I was mentioning this when we were first talking about like, what were we going to say? Um, how th- there's three facets I feel like of our bodies that are so kind of, kind of really reflect like who we are, who we try to be, mm-hmm. who, how we try to show ourselves to the world. And those three facets I, I think is like, our skin, our hair, and then like our like clothes, because clothes is like what we use to kind of cover up and like you know make ourselves feel comfortable or or even our like weight or like body type. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's there's there's just these multiple facets, not oh, just three, I guess. Yeah. Just multiple facets that are kind of we use, um, and that leads to kind of insecurities and like you know, uh, also leads to like the whole you know how we're influenced by all these false standards, mm-hmm. um. So I like even the westernization of beauty, like yep. people are just like media for. I mean, since mm-hmm. the dawn of time, been saying western beauty. Yeah, European is, beauty. Yeah, white European beauty. beauty. Yeah, white beauty is the. I don't know. It's like it's seen. It's uh, as like the standard. Yeah. Anything else is kind of like a weird other version of it mm-hmm. but we're seeing things change a little bit um such as like um this month's allure has rihanna on the cover um yes. and it's amazing and it's obviously about the whole f- uh talking about fenty beauty it's their beauty issue so you know mm-hmm. obviously but it's, it's like awesome. a beautiful photograph for a cover of a magazine it's very different it has Definitely. such a different energy it's seriously though it like it looks 70 style um i'm not sure if it was done in a studio or whatnot but I like usually so. like when you see covers of magazines magazines you see like you know someone with the wind blowing they're probably mm-hmm. a fan they probably have so many lights all over the place yeah. and it's just like it just seems more like raw it's and, very like, it's effortless because that's what rihanna yeah. is she's so fucking oh effortless gosh, i love yes. her she's amazing yes oh my gosh yes. yes so like that's something that's definitely getting better and stuff but um so uh, yeah i think it's very interesting how we use clothes as a way to kind of uh communicate um, how we feel about our body. I know I've been trying... Or even our personality. And our personality, are. absolutely. I've been trying to definitely 
uh, go out of the box a little bit with my fashion. Uh, but it's hard sometimes because you just feel like, oh, somebody's going to judge me or, oh, for women specifically, like, oh, wearing this short skirt will make me look like a slut and people will think I'm a slut and, yeah. and guys will see me as a target. I hate that we have to think about that. I hate that we can't just think like, oh, I want to go out of the box. I want to try this new trend. I want to wear this. You know, I, I want to. You don't want to feel judged. I think the biggest thing that people hesitate when it comes to fashion is because they like care so much about like what other people think but like once you like put all the bullshit aside and you like realize that you like want to showcase who you are and you want to be unabashedly you Mm -hmm. that's when your true fashion yeah and i think fashion is like so important with that like whatever your whatever your style is and um you know who cares yeah but i mean that's easier said than done obviously uh but I think that people need to kind of just be open with it and just, you know, try out what they like. But I love I love fashion. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a little bit hard, though. Like, you know, you would think it'd be easier li- like living in the city to like showcase your fashion. But it's just like if you kind of want to go out of the box, people kind of like do a double take of you. They're like, oh, she's um, trying. She's yeah, trying. but like if I were to she live try? in New York and wear whatever the fuck I want, I just feel like people wouldn't care. They'd be like, we've seen worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, or better or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I'm just, and you should tell us what you wore last weekend. Okay, so last weekend we went out for um, a birthday party and we just like went to pretty trashy clubs and whatnot. Danced our butts off. Yes, but I found this like really this really cheap satin uh, dress like uh, like slit by the knee. Mm -hmm. It was really like it was deep V. Showed off my boobies. My My (laughs) boobies. Ew. I just like hated the way he said that. Um, <laughs> it was like very '90s, and like I was just like, okay, this dress is definitely not for a trashy club or whatever. It's definitely more for like cocktail attire. But you know what? I just like just one. I just it. thought a lot of very well-known fashion icons always say, "Commit to your look. Commit, Commit to, to, it. to it. Yeah. When you walk out your front door and you're like nervous of thinking, like, oh, people are gonna judge me. Blah blah. Commit to your look." be confident and then people are gonna think that's cool i want to wear it exactly you gotta just look like yeah i'm wearing i don't know two different shoes <laughs> i don't know <laughs> two different socks two different dude. socks or a weird jacket or a super colorful uh sweater that looks like crayola vomited all over it but i am working it i and you gotta just you have yeah, this if you're confident yeah. you're convincing people that it is like artwork and it gives you a boost it gives you a confidence boost for sure yeah and what i wore last weekend was this kind of like uh, off the shoulder crop top and then a and then a, a sort of mini skirt yeah it was a mini skirt a white denim mini skirt and i loved it i love how the colors because the crop top was like a lavender color and it was just ooh, it, was it looked cute. so it nice was, awesome but i was having anxiety about it i really was like the night before like i planned it out Mm -hmm. like a week before but then uh, the night before i was i changed like three times like before you guys got here i i changed i was thinking about wearing jeans instead i was gonna change i changed my shirt i changed my i was like no i need to more be more dressed down i need to be more dressed down and then i'm like you know what fuck it like and also what i was thinking was like oh well i feel like i'm showing too much skin 
and that I will be seen as a as a slut or I will be seen as a target by guys. Like, oh, she's showing skin, so she's gonna. That means I, that uh, I can she grope her. Yeah. yeah, and I mean it's nothing like that it. happened, and I think we were in a good, we were in a group. Yeah. Nobody was gonna touch us. Yeah. Um, so I think, but it sucks that women have to walk around with that and be like, think, and even with your dress, like I mean, it's like I, I hate the idea that people think like, oh, she's trying too hard. What the fuck is so bad yeah. about trying? Seriously, but then like, can we I like really, you know? At this point in my life, I just like don't really care what people think anymore. Like if guys think that oh she's just because i want yeah. like women think that you know i'm trying too hard or anything like that i really like didn't care and i had fun and i think that's like the another th- really good thing about fashion is like committing to your look being confident and not really giving a fuck what people think yeah and just getting in the older you get i feel like the less you care literally mm-hmm. um but yeah and i think uh uh one article that i'm gonna plug at the bottom along with all these Plugging. links plug it in as um i read this um i read the website called man Rep- man repeller a lot it's about fashion and lifestyle and all this cool stuff fashion, fashion. and uh, there's this article that's written not just by uh, it was written by a couple people uh, of the editors from the website it's called what's the psychology be- behind my fear of overdressing um really good stuff really talks about like different perspectives of like uh you know and gives you some outfit inspirations too honestly and it really spoke to me because i was just thinking like you know why am i afraid of overdressing why do i am afraid to seem like i'm trying or to seem like i i do follow trends or a couple you know so you know so i think that's a good article what made me think of that whole thing um and ultimately what gave me a little bit more confidence to just get out of the box and yeah and another thing that um fashion obviously relates to is our bodies and i feel like there's been a lot of talk for a while honestly about like body because we were talking about how you know okay so like the standard of the, the ideal standard of beauty is shoved down our throats constantly obviously through the media and before social media was around it was mainly like magazines and newspapers so it's mm-hmm. like okay you know you, you'll see it on a billboard you see it on a magazine whatever like maybe you're not subscribed to it or whatever um but now we have like instagram which is an awesome app i love it i I like having fun with it but like it's very like immediate images yeah there's a lot of pressure to look a certain way or be a certain way yeah yeah so like um i think uh it's very important to kind of include just be more and more inclusive also i guess what else we can it was on cosmo right they had a plus size model on the cover oh that's awesome yeah so i i this is just literally i thought of this so we're not gonna i think this is like the first time this has ever happened yes they had uh that one girl uh who was from america's next model, model. Yes. yeah i mean she's a plus size but this is like a different kind of plus size that is more inclusive and and, and definitely it represents more people and that, it's awesome it's yeah. beautiful um it's uh, it's and so it's the september issue of cosmo I'll link it as well um yeah this is the one of um what's her face uh but yeah and so yeah i will link it at the bottom i feel like they made the other act wait go back to the other cosmo with what's her name uh ashley Ashley graham Graham. i'm sorry it just looks like they photoshopped her maybe they didn't maybe i don't know they i just like it looks like they make her look like thinner yeah which kind of like bothers me it might have to get into it it might be the outfit yeah but okay so 
Tess Holiday. She's the one who's on the cover for September. Mm-hmm. I haven't read any opinions, bad or good. Oh, I've read a lot of good, actually. But I've not seen anything bad. But I feel like I've sort of seen f- or have, I don't know, heard somewhere that there were some negative things. Um, but I just haven't really looked into it. So, I mean, let us know. I think this kind of stuff is really important, though. Like I just said, like, I mean you know the, the the standard of beauty shoved on our throats through magazines uh, mostly like on the cover you see that and you're uh-huh. like you want to be a cover girl y- yep. and i think this is like so important for everybody oh, for just knowing like because you- i'm sure every girl growing up they were taught to be skinny and being skinny is pretty and being skinny means that you will attract yeah. men and yeah. you'll have friends yeah yeah and you'll be successful in life yeah what kind of experiences did you have growing up uh in regards to like your body and feeling pressure to have your body a certain way so i just feel like growing up there was always this pressure to be pretty mm-hmm. um yeah and that woman's only value in this world is to be pretty mm-hmm. you know and at the age of 13 i became really like obsessive with it and like my body image and whatnot like i was told by a family friend that i was fat and when i was yeah, you know, i was like, like to your face well yeah or be, yeah. um yeah and so like I just like thought I was and after that I was obsessive with counting calories and like I would I wouldn't eat over a thousand five hundred calories and I was 13 yeah and like I worked out every single day and this became like such an obsessive thing with me till I was like 18 and like I never like talk to anyone about it but like Mm -hmm. I feel like I did have body dysmorphia because like I would like look in the mirror and like not see myself I would see Mm -hmm. someone who was like bigger Mm -hmm. and like looking back at photos I was I mean yeah I was chubby but I wasn't fat and even if I was fat didn't even matter like I was fine but like it just became like such a problem for me yeah and like I just felt like like, I just had to, like, look a certain way in order to, like, fit in mm-hmm. with everyone. Yep. And, like, I just even remember at one point looking, like, r- like I was about 15, like, freshman year of high school, like, looking, really like, really skinny and mm-hmm. not, like, really healthy. And, like, yeah. it was, yeah, it was just, like, it was a big problem with me. But, like, I'm just so glad that now I I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck anymore. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. It's just so much more important to just make sure you're being healthy in whatever way you can. And just like the unhealthy standards that are just like told to us, like, well, if you got to look this way, you got to look this way. It's just so it's so awful. It really puts so many women, girls, it's put so many girls through so much trauma, mm-hmm. like so much trauma um growing up and like you should not be going through that at 13 years old you should be like hanging out with your friends listening to music going to warp tour i don't know <laughs> which going we, to warp we did go we to did. warp tour <laughs> yeah. and uh um that's awful that's yeah. awful i just like remember just like i can't I, believe somebody just said that to your face though but i've heard that happen so many times so many people i yeah. know yeah and like i just remember like if i ate something bad i would um i would like use laxatives like i would just mm-hmm. try to get it out of my body i would do any way i could to like get things bad things out of my body and stuff like that i was just so young and like yeah it probably 
might still affect me a little bit today, like, thinking back at it. But, like, now I just, like, don't... Right now, I just feel so comfortable with my body because mm-hmm. I've, like, um, done things to be good to myself mm-hmm. and, like, um, have good relationships with people who tell me I'm, like, just perfect the way I am and stuff like that. And, like, it feels really good. Mm-hmm. And know? I think it's important you're talking about this because I think a lot of people can re- relate to this. Um, it's... I can't I I can't uh which uh, it makes me even sadder because I just can't I I remember like other girls talking to me like I remember the culture growing up in middle school and high school Mm -hmm. where it's like yeah skinny was good skinny was good everybody was on this weird uh, was like on diets or we're doing this and I mean um but I personally I mean I had my insecurities no doubt we could like talk about mine another night yeah (laughs) but I was lucky enough and I I would call this a privilege being able to grow up and not being able to just exist in your body like 90% of the time because like we all have insecurities uh, about our bodies I think at one point or another I think we really do yeah everybody um I had a a good metabolism you know so I didn't have to worry about that and but I think it's, f- but like having a bad metabolism it shouldn't right away put you in this like awful like uh, uh, category where you're all doomed to hate your body forever. You know mm-hmm. how messed up that is that, um, you know. And like, yeah, it didn't, I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, you, you were like growing up, you mm-hmm. were pretty thin and like mm-hmm. I had a lot of mm-hmm. friends just growing up with a lot of friends who were mm-hmm. very thin um, it was it's hard. hard yeah. It was hard a little bit because, like, I would just look at you and be like, oh, I need to look like that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just <sighs> like you are perfectly you. So I needed to be yeah. perfectly me with my imperfections or whatever that maybe. Um, That's just yeah. so weird to me because looking back for me, I I never paid attention to my body. I never even cared i was more self-conscious about my my mind kind of mm-hmm. like i was like oh i'm stupid at this i'm bad at this i i can't do this like that was my thing um which is still bad obviously but like with my body i was able to forget about it let's just say that i was just mm-hmm. able to forget about it and i think that's different than loving your body i think yeah i am slowly getting to the point where i can like it, love well, it or whatever about your body it's like you're separating it and you're you separating it one mind yeah and body um, but I think the big thing for me is kind of like, just because I've been able to like forget about my body doesn't mean I've been healthy with it. You oh, know, that's so true. I, I, th- I, sometimes if you forget about your body, you're like, oh, I can eat this and this and this. Exactly. And not healthy. Exactly. For um, and you know, I still have, but still even to this day, I'm like, I, I sometimes get stressed out a lot about like bikini body season or, but like, you know, <laughs> it's it's all bullshit it's all fucking bullshit bullshit. and i'm so glad it's like there's just more people come like like you know magazine covers and stuff coming out i think it i think it needs to be not just these kind of like isolated incidences though like oh one cover and then five we're not gonna have any more you know plus size models so i hope they keep incorporating it i hope you can see also fashion brands incorporating more plus size models Mm -hmm. uh and just models with different bodies and i think it's important for everyone it's important for maybe someone like you who maybe did go through some kind of uh dysmorphia but i think it's also important for people like me who maybe just never realized Mm -hmm. because i was oblivious i mean i was oblivious to my own body but i was also oblivious to how other people were viewed like i was oblivious to you and that makes me 
sad that i didn't ever i never well, realized okay, that you were feeling that yeah. way well i mean we talked about it later when we were like teenage like yeah, in college yeah but i never but realized just, like, yeah it was like realized. such a problem for me because i thought oh everybody's seen the same way yeah. you know because i just remember obsessing like Mm-hmm. looking in the mirror for like almost an hour picking at things that I didn't like yeah. about myself that like I wish I could change and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like now I just like want to like hug my younger me and be like why are you doing this but an- another thing though like m- my other friends that were like very skinny growing growing yeah. up with I remember like I called one of my friends, you look anorexic, like oh, you are, no. you're anorexic. And I thought that was a compliment because it would, it would have been a compliment to me. Right. And like, I have no idea what that person was going through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it was like awful to say something like that. And now I, I recognize that. So it's, it's so like, fucked up. you know, like people who are thinner, they do face that um, people calling them like anorexic or bulimic and stuff that may actually be happening in their lives or may not, but still like, yeah, it's rude. Since we are on the topic of body positivity and we are throwing linky links out there, um, no, which is a good thing. Which I just is consume great. a lot of social media, way too much for my own good. But no, it's a good thing. Um, we are gonna link the Cosmo issue, uh, and I also. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. But Maybe also, not, but. um, if you do want to try, you know, and in, include in your feed, in your Instagram feed, more kind of diversity in different bodies and different people, and help change the fucking standard of beauty uh let's fucking do it uh one person that i definitely suggest uh people should follow her name on instagram is body posi panda (laughs) yeah she's super fun she's super awesome she has a very uh cool store a very um heavy story of her past with her body that's very very uh interesting and it um Body. Body Posi, P-O-S-I. And then, P-O-S-I. yeah, and her name's Megan. She's based Yay, in England. Follow. Really <laughs> awesome person. And I think she really changed even my perspective in the last year about how just loving your body as it is. And um, she's so, she's like fiercely, radically against dieting. She's like, fuck dieting. She's like, you should never diet again because this, this, and this. Like, it's all, it, she is, she's very smart. She just came out with a book too. So if you do like her page, you know, like, you know, get her book. I think she's a cool person to follow. And uh, if there's anything you guys suggest that we should follow, please let us know. From our home to yours. <laughs> We okay. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, let us know if you have any suggestions of what you want us to talk about, what topics you want us to, you know, maybe if you like ask a specific topic, we'll kind of uh work it into our main theme, and then maybe even pick the first movie that we talk about uh, at the beginning. Poof. Okay. Well, thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>